Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Award-winning relationship expert Hunt Etheridge was on the show, and shared a great story of how you don't find your yes on paper. Well, Hunt, amazing interview. Really, really loved what you were sharing. And I, I want to ask you a favor. W- would you help us illustrate the importance of following what I call our yes, that internal guidance that we have in our partnerships? And, and if you don't mind, I'd like to start by actually having you share a story of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you, you didn't really realize you had a yes, but when you look back, you're like, that was so clear. I can't believe I didn't follow that. I was getting exactly what I needed to do, and I didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Well, it, it's more of that I thought it was a yes in that. Mm. So I was, uh, let me take you back to the age of MySpace. <laughs> so there was a website called MySpace, which was a precursor to Facebook, um, which people connected and and hooked up. And a woman approached me. There was a friend of I'd never met, and she had she aggressively pursued me. And 
You know, I was she was beautiful and talented and was like, yeah, sure. Um, it it took I wasn't I didn't do any effort to get her. But as it was landed in my lap and as a young man, we're just kind of sort of taught like, hey, if it's offered. Just go with it. Um, but I did not have any strong feelings for this woman. And so, you know, the yes would have been don't get involved with it. But instead, I just went with, you know, thinking with the wrong part of my body and entered into it. And again, she was, she was beautiful. Everything you could possibly want on paper. But life is not about what's on the paper. It's about how you feel. Um, and I never really felt anything from that. Even though all of my friends were jealous of this amazing woman, I was just wasting time, basically. And it wasn't until a couple of months down the line, basically, where she wanted to get more serious. And I never really developed the feelings that would allow me to want to get serious. Uh, and, and, and we broke up and she was upset with me that she felt that I had led her astray. And I was looking at her going, you, you came after me. I, you know, what do you, I don't know. So it was, you know, it was an example of something that I thought was good just because it was supposed to be good and not really listening to my gut. And it didn't end well. And I felt bad even, even though it wasn't say my fault, I felt bad that I would, I had wasted her time. Um, so I guess I say that would be one that I kind of didn't listen to the yes and, and kind of went towards the, the no. Um, yeah, that's, that's so, a great so, example. It really is because you're right. So many times we're like, Hmm, well, it looks right on paper. Uh -huh. Even though it's not really resonating for me, but okay, I'll, I'll go there anyhow. Yep. And yet inside, we yep. kind of know and this that, isn't right. This isn't what matches. Yep. Yep. And that could be applicable in business when you're oh, offered yeah. the right amount of money, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not really the corporate culture that you want or the position you want. So, yes. Yeah, and that intuition and to kind of go on what you mentioned at the opening of this that intuition, that yes, is is all of the signs. It's your biology, it's your psychology, uh, it's your sociology, it's all these little clues that you don't notice consciously that are telling you what the right answer is. So don't think of it as some esoteric thing. It's you telling you what you should do. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it. Excellent, awesome. Well, let's do this then, huh? Let's flip this around and take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. So I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, which was a, a great town for young professionals. When I was there in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was a little bit grittier, drinking city, fun, socials, only... 14 blocks by 14 blocks. So it was almost like living on a college campus and that everyone, 40,000 people in a one square mile area. Wow. Uh, I was always a social person. I always, my acting training, I'm always good on the spot. I can, I can talk pretty well when I need to and I'm comfortable in many situations. 
which my roommate uh, was aware of when we had moved in. And, you know, just a random dude, you know, just a Craigslist roommate guy. And we enjoyed each other, living with each other. Unfortunately, our apartment building had a fire less than a year into it. So we kind of had to find other housing and went in different directions, but still stayed in contact. And a few years later, he came to me and he was like, look, I'm starting a company. It's going to be like a forward facing website about Hoboken. I've got the computer guy. I'm the sales guy. I need the face guy the marketing guy, the guy that's on camera, the guy that's doing the interviews, the guy that's talking to people. I want you to do that. And this was before I had gone to business school. And at this point, I just had, you know, my degrees in script writing and acting, you know, so I could be twice as good a waiter. Um, <laughs> and was, you know, a little bit unsure if I had what was needed. But it was like, my job is basically to be the relationship guy. I can do that. Like that I can do. So I really saw this clear picture of putting me in all these situations of people that I know, uh, leveraging the connections that I had, um, making new connections, learning about my own town, and to a certain extent being a, a small, tiny little on-camera figure around town. Uh, and that was, uh, it became the first company that I formed. Um, and it's still, it's still alive today. It ended up morphing into a video production company as we saw how everybody really liked the quality of the video that we were producing. Um, we pivoted after a few years into that, but it was, it was my first foray, foray into someone wanting to work with me completely based on my personality with nothing else, like force of personality, basically, which is kind of what we, we have alluded to in our other conversations of if people like you, they'll find a position for you. So mm -hmm. I was it, it made me feel that, say, the acting school that I went to or the theater jobs that I had up here actually did give me a sense of job equity, a sense of that I did learn something, that I did have something that the average person did not have. So we're still friends. Uh, this, this, the guy, my roommate and I, we just talked today. We work on different things with each other and uh, continue to try to help each other out. Um, so it was a great, it was a great yes for me. Yeah, that, that, that's a great example because that was one of those times where you didn't go, I need to know the whole picture. You just followed what was that yes in that moment. You said, well, yeah. I, can, I can do that. I yeah. have no idea where this is going, but I can be the face of the company guy. Sure. Okay. Yep. I can do this. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like a little bit of trust in it. Like we had a little bit of trust in each other as human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, all right, see what we can do with this. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Thank you for sharing these stories. Thank you. Dating coach Mike Goldstein shares a great story of how if he had not checked in to update his yes, he would have missed out on one of the best relationships of his life. Mike, I, I again, thank you for being on the show earlier. You were fantastic. And, and would you do me a favor? I would love it if you would help us to, well, I guess, illustrate 
the importance of following our yes, our internal guidance, our gut instincts. And what I'd like to have you do, if you would, is just share with us a story of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you didn't realize you had one, but you look back and you're like, dude, that was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Oh, man. Uh, great question. And this is a convoluted yes. And let me explain. It's kind of a no, kind of a yes. Um, so I was like, all right, I am moving to San Diego, Ken. It is happening. I live in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is a mile west of New York City. I am tired of this cold weather. I am going. And um, so uh, November 1st of whatever year it was, I was going. And then I met a girl, I think in September, who is now my girlfriend, Kelly. And, you know, like about a month into it, my yes turned into, you know what? My new yes is Kelly. And I am not leaving here without her. So I am keeping my butt right here in Hoboken so I can, you know, see where this leads. Um, so... I don't know if that's a yes that didn't, I guess it's a yes that didn't happen because I didn't move to San Diego, but my yes shifted in probably a month or two months or however long I got to know her. And then my yes was, well, I need to pursue Kelly. Nice. And actually you bring up a really great point, Mike, is sometimes our yes, our yes shifts, right? So it was a yes to go to San Diego based on what was going on in your world right then. But then you met yep. Kelly and that changed the equation. And you went, okay, is it still my yes? No, it's not. It could have been. You could have been like, I'm going anyhow. But something else shifted and you went, okay, I need to check in. I need to make sure this is still my yes. Oh, no, it's not my yes now because I have a different life I'm living. I have a different experience. Now what's my yes? My yes is stay here and, and develop this relationship. And I'll bet as a result, maybe more metaphorically than literally, Cold weather isn't so bad with Kelly around. It's very true. You know, where you live is great. But when I looked at, like, my real priorities, and my priorities was I want a relationship, I want a family, um, and I also come from a small family. She comes from a big family. Like, there was just – even actually after uh, Kelly and I got to dating, uh, a number of months later, she said, I will move to San Diego – but at that point, my new yes was like, well, hold on. She's got 100 family members here that we love spending time with. She's got five nephews, and I get to teach them soccer. And I want to see them grow up, and I want to see if this guy ends up on the U.S. national soccer team. Or maybe he doesn't, but I just want to see him grow up and, and uh, you know, get to know the family and be there. So uh, my new yes was like, well, I want to be here to be around all the people I love. Yeah, that's that's a great example and a great, great uh, story there, because I think that's one of the things that oftentimes happens. I know I talk to women all the time who are, oh, I met this guy, but he won't this and this will never. And you project this whole idea of what will happen. He's planning on moving to San Diego, so I don't want to put my time into this and put my energy into it because he's leaving anyhow. As opposed to just going, let's see what happens right here and put myself fully into the into the relationship because maybe he doesn't move. Maybe that's what changes things. Maybe this is the reason to stay. and Or maybe I find I he means so much, I want to go there too. So when we project out that we think we know what will be the end result and then hold back from really engaging in the relationship, we miss out on both opportunities. 
So great example of how that shifted for you guys. And it's changed how you experience being in Hoboken. Yes, sir. You got that yeah. right. So, Mike, is there another story you have of a time when, when let's say that you, you had a clear yes, and this time you followed it. You really followed it from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, so I was in corporate America, and, um, you know, I was making good money. I was a salesman, and, uh, you know, life wasn't too bad. Um, but I was like, you know, this stinks. Um, I remember um, I spent about a year uh, opening up um, a huge client. It was AIG. And I remember the numbers. I had, I went on, I met 63 people at that company, 63. And I went on 121 meetings. And finally, I go to this, uh, I, I take out the decision maker. Uh, we're out, uh, you know, having some drinks, um, restaurant, and, uh, you know, I was in my uh, 20s or 30s, I forget, and he was in his 50s, and he had to go home to his wife and kids. But anyway, I knew I had to make the sale. We got very drunk, so much so that he had to stumble into a taxi to get home to his kids. And the very next day, I finally got the sale. And I'm like, this is awesome. I opened up AIG. This is going to be a multi-million dollar client. This is going to be money. This is going to be great for the business. Blah, blah, blah. Wonderful. And I'm like... Ah, and then, you know, I left that company a year or two later or whatever. And I'm like, why did I build this thing that I'm never, you know, it's theirs now. It's not mine. And so my yes was like, I want something that's my own. I want something that when I build it, I keep it for a lifetime. Um, so my yes was, um, you know, I didn't know my ass from my elbow, but I knew I wanted to help people too. I knew you know, opening AIG, like that was great. Uh, you know, I was helping people, but I really, really wanted to dive in and help people and do something that I love, which is something I've been studying for 20 years, which is dating and relationships. So I started this company, Easy Dating Coach, and that was my yes. And, you know, the first year, I'm going to be perfectly honest, my very first year in business, I, I was a full time employee or a full time business owner. Ken, I made $7,000. Like, that's not enough to live in, to live on. No. And um, it didn't matter. This was getting me closer to my goals of what I wanted. And also, like, um, my number one was never work. In New York City, you're working a ton of hours. My number one was relationships and, um, you know, spending time with friends, family, and having a life. And now I had that luxury. Um, so my big yes was starting this business, helping people, and getting my life back. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, what I love most about that, Mike, is your your explanation that, you know, you knew it was your yes. And even though it didn't like instantly explode and become all, you know, rainbows and fairy dust, you had to still work at that yes and stay focused on it and keep going and going, checking in and going, no, this is still my yes. I can't go back. I'm I'm not going to that other life. This is my yes. And as a result of you staying in flow with that and staying committed to it, things opened up for you and now you're where you are now. Great, great story. Thanks so much, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. 
Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.